0: Hi, I'm Stacey Morrison, and I work at Butterfly Lash Studio in beautiful Beaver, Georgia. And I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me
1: on Instagram at Butterfly Lash Studio. Cue the music.
0: In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other Lash and Beauty professionals.
1: This is the Lash Cast Podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubert. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Well, Merry Christmas, guys. It's Christmas week. It's exciting time. We got the music playing and we can't wait for this year the end, can't we? <laughs> so that all said, guys, I hope you have some time to slow down, be with your family, enjoy life a little bit. I know that it's been such a hard year and you've survived. You made it. You got to the end of the year. And I think all of us, even though it's not the year we wanted, it's a year that's changed us for the better because we're more resilient, we're more creative, we're doing bigger and better things than we ever thought we could do. And it's all because of these hard times. So I really hope you guys do get a week or two, to slow down, be with your family. I know usually the last couple days before Christmas can be crazy. If you're open and you actually can take clients, unlike us in California. So, I do wish you well and uh, can't wait to see what 2021 is going to hold. It's going to be, a, I'm sure, an amazing year no matter what happens. It's going to be great to see, and I hope we will be alongside the journey with you, supporting you, helping you, giving you tools and things you need so that you can grow your business. Now, today we have a special guest. I think all our guests are special. But that said, Sandra Duarte from Lash for One is going to be on our episode. Now, if you don't know her, she is literally the probably the most influential lash artist in the industry over the last seven years. She literally came out of nowhere, started helping people, and grew her Instagram page to over 100,000 followers. Blew up. Did all this stuff that no one was doing at the time, which was sharing free information like all the time and she was just doing her best to try to uplift and encourage our industry it was a blessing and exciting to get to watch her journey and to be have her come and speak at lashcon last year in 2019 and get to know her and i really appreciate what she's done for our industry and then when she decided to announce or when she announced that she's going to call a reps, so like she's moving on to a new career i i just reached out there said i know what we need to have you on the podcast. As a last thing, could you come on here, share your journey, share your story, share your why, share your how, share your what. Like, Just go into all the details of what's going on because I know a lot of people have been touched and moved and their lives have been improved because of her. And I just felt like it was our duty to hopefully get that message out, to get that story out, to let people know because I think it's going to be encouraging on many levels because it's not just about, oh, she's just leaving lashes and that sucks and that's not fair. It's hopefully going to inspire you to think, you know what, 2020 was a year of change for everyone all of us somehow been changed whether it's internal or our business or whatever and hopefully you'll be inspired and encouraged that you can make changes in your career path and it's not like you're what you're not quitting you're not giving up you're actually just changing just shifting directions but if you are an entrepreneur if you're a business person you know what you're more than a lash artist you're an artist and you're trying to find new ways to express that art or to solve problems so sandra's going to share a lot of that to you guys and we're going to do in two episodes we actually ended up doing an interview it was like i so I could have gone three or four hours. It was actually about two hours, a little over two hours. So I said, you no, know what, let's cut it into two parts. We'll do one part this week, and then next week we can come back and see the second part. So I'm really excited to have her come on and share her story, and hopefully it will be an inspiration and encouragement encouragement to all of you. All right, guys, um, one quick announcement. As you know, Lashcon uh, was just a month ago, and we are still selling the FOMO ticket for $209. But by the way, that ticket, you can divide into three payments. So it'll be like 70, 80 bucks, I think, for three payments over three months. So pay a little bit now, a little bit in January, a little bit in February. Make it super affordable. I promise you this is some of the best information you'll get for your business. If you need help with marketing, you need help with business systems, you need help with any of the things that little things that you do that, you know, like you didn't go to school for. We have so many courses and speakers who aren't just Lash professionals. Some of these are marketing people, some of these are business people, coaches, trainers, all different types of walks of life. And I promise you, it's going to change your business and it's super, super affordable. And we're going to stop the sales at the end of this month. At the end of this month, we're going to wrap it up, pull the plug, be done with it. And you're going to have to wait till next year to come to LashCon live, God willing, in November. And otherwise, you won't get to see all these amazing speakers. So, Definitely go to the link in our bio, or go to the Lash Conference. Actually, you'll go to the link in our bio from our Instagram at LashCast Podcast. So that that's it, guys. That's all I have for announcements. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy this episode um, with Sandra from Lash Four Hundred One. Mm-hmm. guys we're here in the last cast studios and unfortunately today we are going to miss out on having Tustin with us she's not feeling 100%. Don't worry, it's not covid, at least we all think so, right? Uh, but that said she is just not 100%. So it's just going to be me. I'm sorry, I apologize up front about that, but that said the guest today that we have is going to be more than make up for it. It's Sandra from Last 401, she as you all know is really one of the big mover and shakers in our industry and has made some big moving and shaking in her career this last year. So you <laughs> I reached out to her recently and I just thought it'd be really great to have her on the show and thankfully she was available. In fact, I was really wasn't counting on that, to be honest, because I know Sandra has a lot of big changes. She's doing things and for her to be able to make time for us and come on and talk to our audience and share her story and all that, I hope will just be a great encouragement and bring some positive light to 2020 for a lot of you. So that all said, welcome to the show, Sandra.
0: Thank you so much, Paul, for inviting me to come on, giving me the opportunity to share air What's going on? Your questions are awesome. I'm so excited to get into it. Awesome. And uh, to anybody who's listening, stay tuned for the
1: whole show. The whole show. Yeah, we're going to get into it. And it's, hopefully, it's going to be some. I share usually questions ahead of time with our guest, And Sandra actually has already gone through them all. A lot of the guests don't do this, but Sandra's really thought about them and gone through them. So it's going to be exciting to see what she comes up with. And then maybe I'll throw a curveball here or there just try to give Ooh, you a new question. Nice. We'll see what okay. happens. Okay. <laughs> so, that all said, before we get into it, Just in case, which there might be some people are new to the industry and don't know who you are. I just thought it'd be good for you to give a little background about who you are and maybe what got you in the lashes in our beauty industry.
0: Yeah. So it's so funny. Who am I? Who? (laughs) That's a good question for me to try and speak about myself in that way. Depends on who you ask. I might be the biggest lash nerd that ever was, or just somebody who just shares a whole lot of free shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Paul, can I curse on this?
1: That's okay. You be you.
0: (laughs) Perfect, Paul, because I wouldn't have it any other way. That's right. So... But I guess you could just say I was just somebody who about five years ago in 2015, I created a page called Lash411. And I just started presenting Lash content, creating tutorials, videos, writing captions to just give more information, experience, opinions, kind of just create a community because... At the time, there was really just kind of Facebook groups and Instagram was, you know, more where, you know, we were obviously all lash artists just having our businesses and brands were the ones who were providing educational posts. Individual lash artists that did, we maybe had a handful who were names and here I come just being some anonymous lash bum just making hmm. these videos I did not show my face for the first two years
1: really I didn't know that really wow. yeah I thought I knew you the first- <laughs> <laughs> felt like I knew you right away It's yeah. hard.
0: I did not show my face at all and I only created the Instagram because I wanted to create a website hmm. and the thing about having the website was you needed to have traffic to go to it so how are you going to get traffic so I started creating Instagram, creating content that people would want and I would just, <laughs> I would troll. I hmm. would just start, you know, going around to people's pages and liking and commenting and then they'd see the name Lash411 and the logo and they'd like, what's that? And then they come back to my page and boom, they see something that they want and boom, they're mine. Like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you did that better than anyone, I'll just say. You gave away so much. You still have. I mean, your page is still there. The information is still there. Yeah. And I felt like there are a few other people, but you were like so ahead of your time because back in 2012, 13, 14, I mean, we've been in this industry since 2005. No one shared anything. Literally, people right. were just like, you asked them like, what glue do you use? i like, shut up. I'm not going to tell you. Right. And it's like, And here you are. <laughs> posting like all these secrets, all these behind the scenes, all these like also comparing things, trying things, testing things. It was groundbreaking. And of course, as a result, you stood out, you were different, you were new and it blew up. And I mean, literally, if no one knows, I mean, as far as the influence in the Lash industry, no one blew up their page bigger than you as fast as you did. I mean, you had brands that maybe were doing stuff, but no one as an individual was making kind of impact that you were.
0: And I would I never sold a single product.
1: Yeah. Until now. Yeah.
0: Until, like this year, the year that I leave is the year I started selling a product. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. I think that you built trust though. People went, went, wow, she's not asking for anything back. Like that's, I think why people talked about, it. I mean, obviously the content was amazing, but I think also people's trust in you is that like you weren't trying like most brands say so I'm giving you this, but you better buy my product, you know? Right. And I think that's where that trust came in. And I think that's why you blew up so big and why you have such influence in our industry.
0: I appreciate that. I think though, (laughs) that might've been one of my mistakes. Mm -hmm. I probably should have asked for a little something. Cause you know, when you give, give, like, it's like I created a job for myself. Right. And I didn't play chess, if you will. I didn't think about my moves a few steps ahead so that I could continue to give, 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 but not empty my cup. Yeah. After five years, it's just like, Oh man. Like, you know, trying to find ways to sustain it. Like, eyelash art was paying for everything Lash 411
1: did. Your couples got kind of empty from giving, giving, giving. And I think that, I mean, Gary Vee has a big thing where you jab, jab, right hooks. So the idea is you, you maybe 75% you get time you give, and then maybe 25% you ask, say, hey, you know what? Because I'm giving you all this content, why don't you, you know, give back a little bit, buy this, buy that, you know, and it's okay yeah. and that's acceptable. But you're right. I, I do remember thinking as I watched you, I'm like, man, she's gotta monetize this somehow. She's gotta be able to yeah. make up some money.
0: And you know what, Paul? The unique thing is it's just like you said, my page is a very unique page in the last industry because it was neutral, it was all inclusive. Yeah. And You could look at another niche industry. For example, let's look at the sneaker industry, right? The the one that I'm
1: stepping into, right?
0: There are designers. There's Nike, which let's call that a lash brand. Mm -hmm. There's uh, individual designers. Let's call that our individual influencers who are lash artists and whatnot. And then there are the people who just make the sneakers, which is what I'm about to do. Those Mm -hmm. are the lash artists, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But then there are fan pages and or what we'd call a meme page or a page that is just strictly devoted to the whole industry that is all inclusive of everything, right? That's what Lash411 was. And it was the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. And so part of how I tried to monetize it was I would negotiate commissions with brands.
1: Okay. Right? So affiliate, like affiliate, Affiliate type stuff?
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, because hello, after a certain point, it was like, wow, you will go buy whatever I say. Pretty much I hate to say it that way because that just sounds like. Mm, but it know, was really- true
1: though. I mean, if no one knows you or just knew the industry, really, you would say this is a great product, and everyone would go, "Well, if Sandra says that, then it must be trustworthy," because you had like tens of thousands of people checking in on you all the time so i mean reaching you was hard <laughs> and, and you know
0: the, the other side of that is you i have people coming to me hey have you tried this hey have you tried this hey have you tried mm. this and it's like bro there's so many yeah there's so, i did a poll one day on my story and i said name a lash brand yep. i had four pages front to back of lash brands that retail lash products and i was like There's so many. I remember you doing that.
1: (laughs) I remember you doing it. And I also remember you asking the question, like, do we really need this many last brands? I mean,
0: can you really ask who's the best? Yeah. Oh, God, Paul, don't get me started on the B word. Like, shit, I I realize I'm the one who brought it up. But like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you were the one that really spotlighted that, I think, first and kind of like, this is insane, guys. We really yeah over.
0: Okay. So, Paul, that is actually what really started the idea of Lash 401 and wanting a website because I would be in the Facebook groups, right? Mm -hmm. The Lash Artist Facebook groups in 2013, 2014, and would see the same question every other day. Yeah. Hey, guys what's the best adhesive? Hey guys, what's the best glue? And every day somebody would come in asking that question and it would be like, Oh my gosh, why is there not like, I don't know, a directory Mm -hmm. of adhesives, like a Yelp Mm -hmm. where everybody could leave their opinion on an adhesive or whatever products that they like. And I was like, I'm going to build a directory. There you go. And that's where it first
1: started. Yeah. And it was a huge service. And I think that's why it was like people are gasping for air. You gave everyone oxygen. They're like, finally, somewhere where I can get just not someone trying to sell me. Because what happens in Facebook groups, you see brands jump in or brand ambassadors jump in and they start selling you. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. You're just selling me because you like that company or you work for that company. You're not selling me because you think it, it's actually the best for me. Yeah, that, So it was right. a little dishonest and I don't think people appreciate that. And I think real, and now we, what we need is someone to help us with all the training out there. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, but see, that's the thing, Paul, the directory, yeah. is a product directory, a trainer yeah. directory, a brand directory, right? Yep. But you know what? I probably could have done better with um, marketing it. But the thing is, is again, I was doing everything. Yeah, oh, like I show. built the website. I was the content creator. Like I'm doing anything So It'd be funny. I'd get DMs and they'd be like, hey, you guys. I'm like, you guys, yeah. where? <laughs> Where's other,
1: it's a guy of one. I was always impressed that you actually taught yourself um, back end stuff, like how to program and write software, yes. or all that, right? Yes,
0: I know how to write and read code. That's awesome. Yeah, which is
1: wild. The a blessing and a curse, right? I mean, the problem was that you built a one-woman show and that definitely limited your ability because I, I knew that if I had to reach out to you, it'd be hard to reach you because I knew that you were being bombarded by... Yeah. And you're doing clients and you're training and you're doing mentoring and you're like all this do it yourself. So I understand it, it was a lot. And, I, and that's why I always say, well, if Sandra gets back to me, it's awesome. If she doesn't, it's okay too. I know that you're being pulled by a million directions and uh, thank that you.
0: That I put myself in that, but I did that yeah. to myself. The you self-created
1: know? Uh, craziness, right?
0: Uh, Absolutely. All for, all over a passion Yeah, because I was so passionate about it. Like I eat that that shirt that says eat drink sleep lash repeat yeah that like totally totally I was in love I got bitten yeah so I was
1: into it if I remember right I think you were on Shelby's podcast and you were she was telling me like what do you do outside of lashing and you're like uh mm, this this <laughs> it's like <laughs> when
0: I'm not eyelash art I'm lash 411 I'm lash 411 all the time yeah well, I was. Yeah, you were.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and so it's interesting for people to know because uh, I mean that's uh, some of the struggles that we have. We we finally began to monetize things for us, but we've for you know we've been doing our podcast three years. and the first year and a half, there was nothing to sell. We were just giving it away, giving it away. So I think like you said if other people are out there thinking about doing stuff and they want to be generous and they want to give stuff away, you do need to have a, a strategy though. You need to have like a absolutely. A plan.
0: Don't do it blindly. Here's a great parallel analogy, Paul. When we are starting out as lash artists, we want to get our hands on everybody and we'll do it for $50. And say you do that for three months. And at some point you're like, uh, I got to start making more money. you Like, doing this. Like, I got, right? That, that's the best way that I could liken it to it. Like you just start to realize, okay, wait, I should have set some goals and or expectations ahead of time to make sure that I, I attain overall, I make something off of this.
1: Yeah. And that's the big thing is have a little bit longer, but yes, have to be all totally thought out in detail, but you do need to have at least a little bit of a game plan. Okay. I'm going to do this to get to here and to get to here because ultimately you don't want to burn out.
0: Yeah. But also so that you can do more of it, you know, you got to make a little so that you can still give a little. You know what I mean? You got to keep the machine going.
1: And you gave so much value that I still feel like the industry owes you a big check. <laughs> <I'm> sure, oh. <laughs> you know, like if there was a way to do it, would just say, "All right, guys, let's all the co- co- collection together. Let's make give but something." But you
0: know what? Paul? Here's the thing. I guess I've heard here and there that some people were mad that I was sharing so much. And I'm like, I'm just talking about the regular shit we go through on a day-to-day basis, the shit um, that you don't learn in a training. Yeah. Because they can't possibly tell you that within 16 hours if you've never even experienced what a whole week is like. Like I'm only I was only talking about the things You know, when that client comes in with the blepharitis, hey, girl, this is what it's going to look like. And this Mm -hmm. is what you need to do about it. It's just the day to day.
1: Yeah. No, you were filling a gap. And I get it. There's because the industry had this idea that you have to pay for everything. No one would share anything. I mean, I remember Tustany taking a training and they this I won't go into it, but they shared something that was like pretty common and test new but she made it sound like a mystery and said well i'm not gonna share my (laughs) training but if you take my next training you'll learn about it i'm like oh my gosh this is like crazy guys it's not right Mm -mm. and i think you kind of broke that of course i think it's getting easier now i mean there's a lot of people like cheryl untamed i know mike and shauna down at live bay um, lost artistry i mean there are a lot of people now coming out that are beginning to, to share stuff and teach and learning that you know what People are going to be willing to pay you even more. If they get the stuff for free is amazing. How much more good is it going to be when you take the paid training or courses with that person. So I think you've, you, you begin to shift or change it. And even though some of the people who maybe were ruffled by your trends, I bet you a lot of them now, them are doing it themselves. <laughs> like
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. If you can't win them or join them, right. Or beat them, join them. So your ways are becoming the norm in their industry. So you can pat yourself on that. Now, obviously that big changes have come, 2020's come. And you actually did something I remember really shocking even before COVID hit early in the year. As I remember you came online and you started saying, I'm selling all my crap, guys. I'm selling yep. all my supplies. <laughs> and it was like out of nowhere. I was like, what's she doing? And you're like, I'm moving. Or I don't remember all the details, but maybe you can tell us. Obviously, you closed just before COVID and maybe you can share a little bit about what happened or why did you decide to close your business?
0: Right. So, Paul, do you know what's so funny? In hindsight, I look back at it and I'm like, God, thank you for doing me a solid. Mm. Like, you totally got me out of New Jersey, out of <laughs> a the business chaos. Yeah. That's a people business at that, that would have been shut down anyway. Thank you, God, for moving me when you did. So I guess I would call it divine intervention, but I kind of knew it was coming. And I knew since the summer Mm -hmm. that I was going to be moving somewhere or getting out because I felt it. Yeah. I just felt it. And especially in summer, yeah, summer of 2019 is when I started losing weight, right? I started Mm -hmm. uh, working out and eating right. And from the summer till the end of the year, I lost like 30 pounds and, I lost a whole lot of weight but and found a whole lot of me if hmm. you will. Yeah. Um but that 2019 I was living in a house that I grew up in that I had taken care of a sick parent in mm-hmm. and getting up and going to work every day, lashing people and coming home. And it was just a monotonous schedule. And it just kind of got to a point where I was like, I need to change. Mm-hmm. And so while I started the physical transformation, that was great for me. And, and it started to mm-hmm. reignite some certain things, but it started to also show me that I, I wanted to pay more attention to myself, mm-hmm. that I just wanted to be by myself, that I did not want To have any responsibilities for a little bit because I had had such a major responsibility just a year before Mm. while still maintaining a business, while still maintaining Lash 411, while still trying to, you know, keep it all together. Yeah. And so I definitely had no idea, though, that COVID was going to hit and it just made the whole world sit down. Yeah. So if I look back at it too, Paul, my shop lease was going to be up in February anyway.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like I knew All I was lined like, up. coming. I'm supposed to go somewhere. And I didn't know where I was going to go until two weeks before the house closed. So I sold my mom's house. The house closed on January 24th. And February 6th, I moved into my new apartment.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's...
0: And I flew back to do one more class. And I cleaned out the studio and I handed him my keys.
1: And you told no one where you moved either. I remember you were just like, I did not know. You know
0: why Paul? Cause I could feel everybody's energy. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you say to somebody I'm moving, where are you going? What are yeah. you doing? What are you gonna- I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. They yet. want to pry
1: like, into your life. And you're saying, yes, this is not, I'm not they, ready for this yet.
0: And I mean, Paul, we're talking, I don't know, like a hundred thousand followers and everybody wants to know what I'm doing. And it's like, do I know you? Do yeah. we know each other personally?
1: And people like, treated you like they did, right? I remember part of your frustration, I saw it sometimes. We're like, guys, you know what? You need to care about the other person too. It's not all about you. I mean, I think you probably got hit up like, tell me this, give me this, give me this, give me this. Yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not a genie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. It's like, oh, hold on a second. So you'd like some personal on-demand time. When you snap at your finger, you would like me to answer you right away. And it's yeah. like, hold on a second, darling. Like, this is a job. This is a service <laughs> that yeah. you're asking for. Yes. Did that get frustrated? Sure. But I again, Paul, I don't blame anybody except myself because I did that.
1: It's kind of the world you created. Yeah.
0: I got myself upset, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can say that now. And man, there is definitely, I could think of a few lives, Paul, where I was definitely probably a shitty human. <laughs> the way that I would speak back to some people, in hindsight, all I can say is you could just tell them that I was either going through something and I was lashing out because I started to form resentments because I was giving, 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 and I felt like I wasn't getting, 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 but that's because I wasn't asking. Yeah. So again, my fault. And I can accept that now.
1: That's really great. I'm glad you see that because I I felt that for you. I I remember watching and seeing a couple of those times where you kind of like let your guard down, I think just shared a little bit. And also cause I knew a little bit of background cause you did share your life. You weren't just like this wall. You had no idea what's going on in Sandra's life. You, you would at times let things people know kind of the, the pain and some of the struggles you were going through. And I, and I just felt like this is someone I was, I was watching someone who's giving and is no one is taking care of. Like no one is giving back and people keep wanting, cause we get that a little bit. I get people who, just think we're the magic genie and they can ask me anything anytime. And if I don't get back to them and in fact, recently I actually posted this online and had a few people reach out and apologize. And I said, it wasn't about you guys. But there are some people recently who reached out who asked some pretty in depth questions Tusney sat down wrote like a two page document like here is what's going on here's the solution what you're looking for and it took her and she did research it on this one person, and this one person was like, never never said,
0: spoke to them again no
1: she never said thank you didn't say oh that's interesting i or Aww. I disagree just disappeared and that's happened so many times, and I'm like yeah. we just can't keep doing that Tus you know as much as I love giving away and helping people we just gotta move more i mean we've already done some monetization but even more so this type of stuff's like oh you want that well this is what it costs <laughs> you know what it's right like?
0: exactly exactly and that's why i tried to do times mentorship calls where i was like look depending on the question it could be a loaded one yeah you know yeah specifically retention and or about adhesive yeah. right the and number one like, questions yeah yeah and it's like Listen, I have to ask you at least 10 questions to troubleshoot what your individual problem may or may not be. Yeah. And that will take some time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> There's not one answer, not one easy answer for everything. There never is. No. And no. you
0: know, Paul, it would be funny when they'd be like, why can't you just answer? You could write that, but you could have just answered. You're right. I could have. And you could have looked it up. I don't know. Like <laughs> see? and see, that's where it starts to come out because yeah. you know it's 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 like uh, yeah. But five years of I'm I've answered this question a hundred different ways. So I don't know how to overcome that part. <laughs> Well, I guess I don't have to anymore. No, it's,
1: it's, that's the past for you now. So obviously you shut down and then there were some things that led up to that. And I guess that's where we almost got, I May mean, I got the questions a little bit in reverse order, but maybe you could share a little bit about kind of the, the big events that and changes in your life that kind of led to all this. Because so obviously the last two years, this has been brewing. Yeah. This is not something that just came out of the blue.
0: Absolutely. So I think it would be helpful to just know. So I have a YouTube video, that talks about how I became a lash artist and where I started out. And that, you know, we'll go in depth if anybody mm-hmm. wants to watch that. It's a free. video.
1: I've watched um, it, actually. I liked it. Oh,
0: thanks, Paul. Yeah. Um, but I took my first lash course in Atlanta, Georgia, and I didn't have anybody to practice on. So I moved back to New Jersey because that's where all my friends were. And actually, Paul, here's some more universe miracles, like this divine intervention. Mm-hmm. Every seven years, I change. And I say that in that YouTube video, right? Every seven years, something changes, right? So January of 2013, I came back to the United States from London, came back to New Jersey and said, yeah, I cannot live in New Jersey after living in London and went to Atlanta and spent the whole year in Atlanta. And by the end of the year, November, decided I was going to take a lash course, created a new business doing lashes and moved back to New Jersey to start the business. What ended up happening in 2014 was we found out my mom had stage four breast cancer. Oh. So while I was practicing and establishing myself, I set up uh, a room in a hair salon that was the hair salon that my mom went to as I was a kid growing up and whatnot. So they welcomed me with open arms. Thankfully. And I was able to create a really thriving business within that salon. That's where, I, so that's where I got my
1: first start. Is that the one that's um, like upstairs or wherever yes, I or that room? Yes, I remember. That's yeah, That's exactly
0: where I feel. Yeah. It's yeah. where I filmed the video, right? The YouTube video. And so I had never really had intentions on moving and actually living in my hometown and setting up a business in my hometown. I had just went back to practice and get my practice in and then, we find this out about my mom. And what was great was I was actually living with her because, and that was the beauty, was as a third, how old was I? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just remember, let's not say my age. I was 30 something. <laughs> <And laughs> You're young. You know, I didn't have the means again. I didn't have the stability to have my own place mm-hmm. because I just came back from London. I had my severance package, but I had spent the whole year trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, you know, so I didn't have a steady income. So I lived in my mom's house and paid a, you know, a little bit of rent and I was able to establish myself. Then we find this out and I'm like, okay, so now I got to stay in this town. So got an apartment in the town, started developing my business, came up with the idea for Lash411 while I was there, created that. So from 2014 to 2018, you guys knew me. I was in-
1: Making that ruckus. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, in 2018, September- That's when my mom's health started to decline. You know, we got started going to his end. So I decided to leave my apartment, which I lived only six minutes away from her. And my shop was 10 minutes from her house. So I decided to break my apartment lease and moved into her house, like literally within a few days. I was like, yep, sorry, landlord got to go. This is what's going on. I got to go be with my mom and, you know, help. So I moved in with her and literally five days later. Something had happened with her brain and her speech was confused and I was just so grateful that I was there because it happened like on a Wednesday at 10 o'clock at night. She was asking mm. me to take out the garbage. And so I was just grateful I was there. I was like, thank you, God, for yeah. making me leave my apartment and move here. And, you know, so it, I knew then I was put in position to be there. And mm. so I just talked with my clients and I was like, listen, um, my schedule's going to have to be a little bit more flexible. This is what's going on. And I became my mom's caregiver. Hmm. So from September to December, we're talking like 7 a.m. till whatever time she went to bed, which would probably be like around 10 p.m. ish. But, you know, taking care of somebody. And fortunately, I had help when a nurse would come and she would come to stay with her while I would go take appointments. So you know from September to December it was just a major decline and mm-hmm. so we're talking about watching like the person who's the strongest person you know decline and it was a very humbling experience well obviously it's a sad experience yeah. but it's just definitely life changing when you watch something like that it just if it doesn't change something within you then oof yeah i mean i, I don't know how it could not yeah. so and i had the honor of being able to just be the person who she trusted. She was my baby. I would literally call her my baby because I would bathe her. I would take her to the bathroom. I did everything. So she even joked at one point that I should become a nurse or a caregiver. And I was like, (laughs) ask not lady I'm only doing this for you
1: yeah you're the only woman I cared enough to do this for absolutely and
0: so but nobody really knew that that's what was happening if anybody remembers I had asked you guys to send me your business cards Mm -hmm. because um I had wanted to see you know how far my reach was in a way like in physical tangible form like in these form of cards where I could see okay and I wanted to put it on a map like oh. of the United States and like tag it to it. But instead what ended up happening was I had those and I still have the business cards. They're in the next room. Hmm. But I ended up taking all the cards with me one day that I had to go to the hospital with my mom. And while she was whatever, I was there waiting, I was able to look at all the cards and I just remember crying, but hmm. having the cards helped me in the time because wow. I was like I have support. I'm yeah. okay.
1: That's beautiful. Wow. I think we sent our card in. I hope I, I at least I meant to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, you can find out, I guess. Go, no, you didn't, Paul. You totally screwed up. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, that's really beautiful. I'm glad to see that. I, I remember when you did that because I, that was very touchy. I've never seen anyone do that. And you were just very raw and open. And it was kind of special. And I'm glad people responded like that. That's, that's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. It helped me so much. Now it's like, this is one of those times that, You guys would never know that you helped me. Well, now
1: you know, but yeah, now we do. Thank you for sharing that because I think that's no yeah, there was ambiguity going on there, right? We didn't know you were, you, you always been very open, but uh, you also are, I think, good with your boundaries and go, nope, at this point, nope, not going to share anymore. That's all for you guys. That, everything else I need to deal with. And you were processing, obviously, huge things. I mean, you're, it sounds like you had a wonderful relationship with your mom. You loved her, you cared about her. And I remember when you shared that she had passed, that, you know, that must have been earth shattering. I mean, losing. And, uh, someone you love that much just can't—you can't be the same afterwards.
0: Well, you know, Paul, tomorrow is the two-year anniversary.
1: Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> so, this
0: is this is kind of nice that it's right on time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well I appreciate exactly I appreciate taking that cuz some people around this time when they come those dates those anniversaries come that's not a time you want to talk about things but I'm thankful for that you you agreed to do that cuz I think people need to know that this is uh, important to know about your story. I think it's because it's a big part of your story and it's going to be, I'm sure as we unpack more, it's going to have a, kind of be kind of a, would you say this is kind of like the turning point where things really for you begin to change?
0: Yeah, because it just made me have to go within myself because just certain things I wasn't happy with myself. How I had let myself go, you know, because I had taken care of her. I wasn't taking care of me. And it was six months after her passing that, like, I was like, okay, this is enough. I am, like, th- like, it just waking up each day in the house that she passed away in, that I took care of her in, and then having to go, like, in New Jersey, it was freezing. <laughs> like, just the weather, the dreariness, the town. I was like, I need to get the fuck up out of here. I need to change. I just need to go somewhere where I can just. Just far away from here yeah. right now, like, somewhere new. And that was all I wanted.
1: And that's like summer of 2019. Is that last summer when that began? To- that's
0: when. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. That's when it started where I was like, I just want to go somewhere else. And I also do want to say my mom helped me with opening the storefront location of eyelash art. Hmm. So, Elena, like I have video of her in there, and I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and she actually said to my siblings before he passed, like, don't don't let Sandra lose that, you know, whatever. Mm. And I didn't lose it. I willfully gave it up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she I'm proud that she got to that's one of the proudest moments for me is that she got to see me have something of my own, my own business. Yeah. Um, and she got to see what I was doing. Uh, with trainings and education. When I was writing my manual, she she was amazed when I brought her the book that she could flip pages. And, and um, that is definitely one of my proudest moments, for sure. Wow. Um but I know you're going to ask me that question again, and I have some more for you. So.
1: Okay. <laughs> but, uh I But thanks. For, that's really, really cool. And I'm glad she did get that moment. I think every kid, every child wants, when they grow up, for their parents to oh, see them yeah. achieve, right? You,
0: yeah, but you know, but because, Paul, when I told them I was going to become a lash artist, and I'm sending them the screenshot that says I can make $100,000 in my first year, yeah. I'm like, Mom sure. and Dad, I'm becoming a lash artist. And they're like, what? What? <laughs> you just... <laughs> You were just working in Forex trading. You were in operations and now you want to do lashes? What? Yeah. And totally, then here yeah. I am years later, successful as fuck. And they're like, wow.
1: That's my daughter.
0: <laughs> yep. Like you get to travel and do all of this off of lashes?
1: Yeah. That's really, really cool. This just popped in my mind. I just want people to, be able to do- this is another just side thing. Cause I just thought summer of 2019, actually I think it was summer of 2018 you did this. Um, and this is where I think it, your, your wiring was always to be giving. I mean, seeing how you took care of your mom, obviously, and, and really, I feel like for you looking back probably 2019, you had been taking care of the industry in a lot of ways. You were kind of like a mom to our industry. So a lot of people had benefited from your kindness, from your generosity, from your sharing. As you said, you'd work on clients all day and then nighttime, you'd stay up for another five, six hours online, posting, creating stuff, looking for content, helping people. It was just like, you were just always giving. And, and it makes sense that you finally just said, you know what, guys? The <laughs> weather this is an endless cup that just runneth yeah. over. I have to pull back. But the one I just want to share one of the things you did that that was really cool. And uh, maybe you did do it in 2019, but 2018 you did it at, at IBS, and you would like give tours to people if they wanted uh. to. You would <laughs> show them the floor. You would say, "Come, I'll yes. show you the floor." I thought, "How cool is that?" And it's so it was just so different and, and so unique because a lot of the last industry was just beginning to hear about these beauty shows. It was new to them, and so they probably. I show up and be overwhelmed by it, and here you are, just saying, "Let me be your parent. Let me walk you around and introduce you to everyone." It was like mm-hmm. pretty, pretty special. I thought that was really cool.
0: I am super blessed to have had the experience of actually working the trade shows my first two years, mm-hmm. and being someone who was behind a booth and seeing all these faces come up and just you know asking tons of questions and oh, just loving. Lo- I used to love working a booth because you talk to all these different people and you just, you can be so helpful. And yeah, I just thought to myself, well, that was probably the first year that we were going to have like 20 plus booths. That was the yep, year. You it, know was. What I mean? it was like the
1: coming because out party. He, <laughs> yes.
0: Like it was like, okay, lash extensions have arrived. Yeah. Like we are here up in this bitch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah we were the bomb. Lily, everywhere you went, it was just like lashes, lashes, lashes. It was a very yes. exciting year to be at the IBS and see what's going on. I
0: guess it was. And so I was like, yeah, let's, I was like, well, I'm not having a booth. Cause like for what? So <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I was like, you know what? This is still a way for me to get involved and like, you know, be around the people. So I was like, yeah, let's do a tour. And that's when I got those gold bags. And Mm -hmm. I went onto the IBS website, printed out just the lash brands, made a little map left a few of those flyers at each of the brands booths like so that people could pick them up. And I was just like, why did I do all of this? <laughs> <laughs> and I paid for it all by myself. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's what I mean. That's, you know, Paul, that's where we get interesting when I would get invited sometimes to events and like, you know, asked to sponsor and I'm like, I don't make no money. What do y'all yeah. want me you know? <laughs> It's
1: like, I can't sponsor. I'm broke guys. Come on. I got to take more clients at home to make this work. promote
0: this for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I hope that's a lesson for some people who are who are just getting in or maybe are right now just running around trying to help and be generous of themselves, but aren't making any money doing it. You can't, you can't it's not a long-term win strategy. It's, you're going to burn out and it, you got to create a different way. So
0: absolutely.
1: Now, I'm going back to my questions because I, there's so many of them and I have my fears. I I don't want to miss out on anything here. So obviously things changed 2014. You decide earlier this year to close up, sell everything. And so what have you been doing? I mean, I know people have ideas. Those have been following you've been doing sneakers, but was that always the plan or was this kind of like a whole new world? Like what's happened these last 10 months?
0: Not at all. Like, so I took the sneaker class last year this week last year like (laughs) it's a big week happened yeah (laughs) Yeah, this is an interesting it's like my transition week yeah um (laughs) it was something creative for me to be able to do within the home that i didn't require any other people Mm -hmm. i didn't have to have a client lay on a bed and yeah me i only have a timed restriction on how long i could work at my own pace with Mm -hmm. this you know and so it was just another creative outlet yeah and what some people probably don't know about me and which what i would really like to remind them is i am not just a lash artist i am an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and before lashes i used to write music and i was a songwriter and yes i can build and make websites And yes, and now I can do lashes and yes, now I can make sneakers. I'm a creator.
1: And you were overseas too in London working like international business or whatever too, right? So
0: yes. And, and I mean, even that was a day job, obviously, uh, uh, that was a job. Yeah.
1: That was more traditional
0: lashes was like my first career lashes gave me the taste of a freedom in being able to have my own business and work for myself. And it does slightly bother me just a little bit, like in the last couple of weeks and seeing how people talk about me now doing sneakers or working on sneakers. And it's kind of like you left this to go do that or bigger and better. And it's like, no, it's none of that. I have multiple passions and different things. And now I just like to work on something different. Like how, how much further can I go in the industry? I never wanted to have a product line. That desire was never in my heart. So, and I'm not going to force it and I'm not, I cannot be fake. So I cannot continue to be the voice right now in something that I'm actually not even doing. And it's funny. I remember saying to my students, shit, Paul, I really thought I was going to be a lash artist forever. Okay. Because I loved it so fucking much. I did not see this coming at all. Okay. I'm surprised because of the freedom that being in the lash industry gave me. So I'm just as surprised as anybody else. I've just been sitting with it longer. So therefore it's not, you know, it, <laughs> I've, I've come to a place where I'm like, okay with it. But yeah, I thought I was going to do that forever. I thought this was my career. This was it. But like, I never, it wasn't like I was a little girl saying, oh, I want to be a lash artist growing up. So like when people are now saying to me, I'm glad you're following your dream, like I just want to be clear. My dream is not to make sneakers. My dream is to do whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want, however the fuck I want. Like, that's my dream. My dream is to have a free, abundant life where I can be free to create whatever I want and connect with people and do it with kindness, with love, with joy, and just be happy. That's all I want. And whatever way I'm feeling at the moment to express that, that's what I'm going to do.
1: That's great. I don't. I, want I think it's a good message for people because truth is sometimes you get in the business, you get in work and you start doing something and then you feel stuck there. And the nice thing about being an entrepreneur is that you can pivot, you can change, you can yeah. choose to do something completely new. And I think you don't have to be stuck your whole life. Like I think back in the forties and fifties, like a hundred years ago, people were like, you picked a career and that's it. That's what you did. But yeah. we're in a new age now. I mean, I've bounced around. I mean, I've worked in four or five careers at this point okay and i've enjoyed every one of them they've all been fun i don't look back and go that was horrible why did i do that it's like no that was really fun yeah
0: there was nothing wrong
1: like the last industry it's it's like a boyfriend there was nothing wrong he
0: did not do anything to me that caused me to break up with him Mm -hmm. we just we grew together and then we just grew apart in a way and we served our purpose in each other's lives while we were there and it's okay
1: it's time to move on
0: Like on Eyelash Arts Instagram, in my profile, it says happily closed.
1: (laughs) Not bitterly (laughs) closed, not screw all you guys closed, but just like, no, time to move on.
0: Yeah, man. I'm I'm just grateful that like it's like I get to go out on my own terms and like <laughs> no, this is not I'm not forced out. Uh some people like you're quitting. I'm like I I would look at it more like retiring. I'm retired. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, how much further can I I know so much. Mm. What else is there that I just hit my glam core. Look at that.
1: <laughs> like what <laughs> I think that's fine. And I think it's a good thing for people to know because, especially if you're an entrepreneur, some people, I mean, I didn't realize myself that I'm more in love with the entrepreneur side and learning and growing and learning new things than. Just one thing, like you want to learn new skills, you want to explore new ideas. And so that's, you're going to move on to a new project and that's perfect. Exactly. And I think people can do that and there's no shame in that. And it's not like you, you, it was too hard for you in lashes or something like that, or you fail or something. No, it's like, no, I actually, I have, I have, a new thing I want to try and I'm going to see if I can grow this and make this into something. So it's kind of exciting. Absolutely. So that's what entrepreneurs do. In fact, a lot of big name entrepreneurs are they, the term serial entrepreneurs thrown around because. Guess what? They get bored or they get want to change or want to try something new because they built one business. Now it's time to build another one. And who knows? Mm-hmm. You, ha- you seem to have an inner seven-year clock in you already. So maybe. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. And that's why it's like when people are like, oh, you're doing sneakers. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just going with the flow. Yeah. Let's see what happens over the next 7 years. There's a few things that I want to manifest and now that I when I'm able to now look back at certain patterns, I'm like, "Holy shit, I did a lot of that just with my thoughts." Hmm. So I'm like, "Ooh, let's be intentional now." Yeah. And and just being with myself this whole year and not having the distraction of um well, I don't want to say not the distraction of serving others because I don't know, I, you know, obviously as individuals and human beings, that's part of our purpose is Mm -hmm. to be a service to others. But because I needed to fill my cup, I had to serve myself. Right. And so in serving myself this year, it just highlighted some things and, just showed me that it, it was a good time to to
1: move on. And some new interests had grown. And was there a moment where you just said, yeah, this is it. I'm done. I actually really officially in my mind, because I think this was a obviously slow progress. Your mom's passing shook your world. And then you began to I what was interesting, you maybe seen this at um this core correlation, but I, I remember when you went out and said, I'm going to start losing weight. It felt like, you okay, you're taking care of yourself, but you're also physically changing yourself while working on the inside and changing on the inside mm-hmm. too. But so all these things are going on and then you, you, then you close your salon and everyone's like, what, what? And then you disappear. And, and then, yeah, but obviously at some point you, you, you would say, you know, was there any one final thing? It's like, yeah, actually guys, I was it when you came out and announced it, or was there something that happened in your life that was like, that was it?
0: Nah, I think it, I just knew I had to find, I need to make a decision. Yeah. What am I doing? Because, you know, it was okay to take a month off. It was okay to take two. It was okay to even take three. Yeah. Right? And then the shit hit the fan with the racial tensions, yeah. right? And then I came back and showed my face simply because I knew I was probably one of the only brown faces that had a a, a place to say something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to show up, right? Yeah. But, but then I felt the energy and it was like, Oh, this is a different place. Hmm. This is a different place. And so then I retreated again. And, and that's because I've also learned about myself that I need to protect my energy. And Hmm. at the moment that I start to feel overwhelmed and or like, Oh, this is, you know, I I don't know, should I take this on? Is this, Hmm. you know, certain things is just um, yeah, I was like, oh, retreat, retreat, retreat. So, Did you feel um, like
1: people were looking to you to be like the rallying point because you were such a leader in our industry and that here's this huge shift this kind of a traumatic moment I, in our history.
0: You know, I don't know because, because I had been silent mm-hmm. for the months before, I yeah. think had I still kept on going then yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, and I think though, well, you know, I don't know what I think about, I don't know I definitely don't have thoughts like is somebody going to think to themselves, oh, had she not come back out or she should come back out? Or I I don't know. I don't think about whether or not anybody's thinking that of me. Um, But what I do think now in hindsight is I don't know if it would have been better for me to just not say anything and just have kept silent Mm. or... I don't know. Yeah. Because I think some people needed to hear what I had to say, but you know, it's it's also a shame that it had to come out the way it came out. Yeah. W- yeah. Under that circumstance, but it's also something that um you know, people in let's just b- black people, people of color, brown people, anybody who with respect just isn't white um mm-hmm. they understand because it's an ongoing thing yeah like it's 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 just i hate to say it this way like it was like another day but yeah this time nobody could look away because of covid
1: hmm. interesting yeah I, I i'll say i'm grateful i really think it brought the light even in our own industry a lot of discussions a lot and at first it felt like there was a lot of not productive stuff going on but i i'm hoping i'm praying that out of this on the longer play that there is productive stuff coming up, but that I guess time only, only, time, tell. Will tell. Yeah. Yeah. No only time will tell here.
0: There's no way to know. Only time will tell here. There's no way to know.
1: Yeah. We can't, you know, I know some people are you know going to make some immediate, you know, I say surface level changes, but really it's a heart thing. This is something deeper that needs to change. And that that's not going to be something we can judge by just a black square on someone's page. (laughs) So,
0: Absolutely.
1: So for you, then you decided that was it. And, uh, and obviously made the big announcement and which, uh, I'm sure, uh, you
0: know what though, Paul, I, I made the decision in my head first Mm -hmm. at the beginning of November and Mm -hmm. what confirmed it for me was I saw, uh, another peer in the industry had also announced that she was moving on. Mm-hmm. And then I saw another peer yeah. say that she was closing something. And I was just like, see, I'm not the only one. Nope. I was like, thanks universe. Thanks for confirming that for me. And then I was just like, okay. And I knew that I wanted to um, sell my manual. Cause I was like here and all my main, my, the manual does not include like a step-by-step, how you're applying eyelashes. It's just information. It's pretty much the Instagram page, but like in chronological order, if you will, it is just it's theory. That's it. It's not practical. I mean, obviously practical is hands on, but I mean, you're not going to be a dummy who's never done lashes before looking at that manual and learning how to do lashes. No, Mm -hmm. all you're going to get from it is all the shit that you're probably not going to learn from your trainer within that 16 hour course.
1: Yeah. A, it's a good addition to everything else just to help you get more knowledge. And obviously, it sounds like a lot of theory, which a lot of people sleep through that. <laughs> right.
0: But so when I made the decision in my head, I was like, right, I want to just get this out and like let that be that. And Paul, it was like pulling teeth trying to get that thing done. I just took my existing manuals and I just was like, oh, but I want to reformat them, change the fonts up a bit. And it took me three weeks to mm-hmm. do that. That wow. should not have taken me no. three weeks, Paul. Paul, I wrote that manual in a weekend. Okay. Like four years ago. So like the fact that it took me three weeks to just reform, I was like, Sandra, the information's already there. All you have to do is cut and paste and like make sure the headings are whatever. Yeah. Anybody who's bought this thing, I'm pretty sure you could tell from the title page, I was completely over it by the end of it. Cause the title page is just some regular rinky dink title. It doesn't even have my logo. Cause I just said, fuck this. I'm done because I was stepping back into something that I was had moved on from. And so, yeah, I just wanted to get it out there. A
1: little bit of affirmation probably for it. Like this isn't what I'm not excited about this anymore. The joy is gone. I'm not like yeah. motivated. So it just got another affirmation that the new things are ahead of you. So now for you looking back, I mean, you shared a little bit, but maybe you can share a couple of your things you're most proud of as far as your career and your, you know, what you've done in our industry.
0: Well, there was a ton and this is, these are probably like silly, stupid shit. In the airport, I got recognized by TSA. I was walking, I was I went to TSA and the TSA agent was like, Are you lash 411 And I was gosh. like, What? <laughs> and she she didn't do lashes, but I think she was somebody who maybe she had a lash artist. Okay. And so she just followed, and I was just like, Holy fucking shit. I was like, that was just so
1: random. People know um, me. Yeah.
0: And then I was actually on my way to Miami to go speak at the Beauty Factor that weekend, and my dad lives down there, and so he brought me to the him and my stepmom picked me up from the airport, brought me to the hotel and in the hotel lobby while we're like walking to the elevator, there's like a bunch of lash artists who see me, and they like fangirl me yeah. well, like, yeah. and my dad is looking like what the fuck? Cause now I'm surrounded by like this group of women and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like,
1: yes. yeah. <laughs> last for one dad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> They're here to see me dad.
1: Yes. Oh, that's so cool. That must've been felt pre exciting for your dad to be able to see that. I mean, that's, that's again, that's stuff that you want your parents to see you growing up, becoming, you know, doing something.
0: Yeah, but more so, just specifically, like I said, because they doubted it.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Simply
0: because they doubted it. That it's like, I mean, even now when I told my dad, hey, dad, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm making some sneakers. He was like, what? And then he just knows now, like, yeah, don't you know, worry. Sandal at our feet. I can do anything. Yeah. Knows I can do anything. I think now that she's just like you know what, fuck it. She can take care of herself. She got this. She made something out of a whole lot of nothing.
1: That's so cool.
0: She has to worry about me.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's cool. That's great to see her. that, that gets the assurance that they know you've won, uh, I guess, their confidence now <laughs> that you're. Got covered. Right, yes. So, anything else? Any other things that you look back at uh, in this industry as far as that? Or we can keep moving on through the questions because I got like 80 more it feels like to go. You can keep
0: going on,
1: keep moving on. Um, I, I actually want to know some of the people that impacted you in our industry, because obviously you didn't come out of a vacuum and, and just invent yourself. There are obviously people who actually influence you as you've influenced so many people in the industry. There are people who probably have had an impact on you. And I thought it'd be interesting to hear some of the people that maybe you looked up to and have helped you throughout your career here, at least in the last part.
0: There's kind of just one person who comes to mind and this person, we had a love hate relationship and uh uh, it's stephanie altieri so stephanie altieri is from new jersey and that was my first volume course in 2014 okay and uh i remember coming home from that course and saying to my mom mom She's only 45 minutes away. I'm going to go down there once a week and she's going to help me, you know, uh, with my volume. And and that way I can get consistent practice and have somebody who knows what they're doing watching over me so I don't fuck up. Yeah. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I I remember my mother saying to me, you're going to do it for free. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, mom, you don't understand. This is a mentor. I don't have to pay her to do this. She's going to let me come do it. Like, right. And so Stephanie's place, though, Stephanie is an inventor. Right. Stephanie had a shitload of stuff, okay? Now, mind you, Paul, I had a Nova Lash education. Okay. Okay. We're talking loose lashes, Paul. (laughs) Yep. When I booked the class with Stephanie, she was like, do you know how to use lashes on the strip? I was like, what's that? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She was like, right. So before you take this class, I want you to order a tray of strip lashes, like lashes on the strip, and so that you can start practicing picking them up off the strip so you can build your speed. And I was like, okay, got some off of Amazon. And I was just like, what are these things? I was like, this is great. And I was so happy too, because I had literally been thinking to myself, man, this lash industry is behind on innovation. I got to put a fucking glove and put the glue on the back of the glove. And when the glue drips off of the glove, like I got to (laughs) make sure it doesn't get like. I said, what is this shit? I got to pick up these loose lashes. I was like, "This, there's got to be a more efficient way. I was Mm. like, this cannot be it. And then I meet Stephanie and she's lashing off of her finger, okay? And like, I'm like, what? She Mm. has glue rings. I said, what is this? I was like, yes! She is the one who introduced me to the Facebook groups. I was completely alone and in the dark. And so I would definitely say that's who kicked the door open. You start all the trouble. (laughs) Oh, yes, very much. That's who had me working the booths in Vegas IBS or New York IBS. So I would work her booths. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so... That is who I would say had definitely a profound impact on me. and we we definitely have been through our moments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're on the other side of it now. like we totally made peace and we I, I brought people to her that when I did that tour, that's when we made peace. and I, I brought people to her booth.
1: That's pretty much a wrap guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and please come back next week when we have the second half of our interview with Sandra. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at lash Cast Podcast and at the Lash Conference and remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my missing Lash buddy, Tustany, as well as our guest, Sandra Duarte, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. Remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.